the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Situation Report, where we do our best every week to give you the information that you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. Uh, When we started this show, we instituted that tagline, to give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. And it felt like it was changing really fast. But in retrospect, it was changing so slow. Because this year, 2020, over the last several months, it changes every single day. And we need the right information to navigate this. One of these areas, uh, I'm sure you're, you're up to your eyeballs in it right now, is the election. It's coming. It's coming fast. Yes. And uh, the information around the election is changing literally every day. I was going to say 83 days, but this show isn't live. Yeah, so 83 it's days coming from fast. today, so yeah. whenever yeah. this airs, whenever you hear yeah. it, watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's coming it fast. Be before you know it. Um, but, man, so much information to, to deal with election 2020. We have a great guest, but we wanted to start off by just kind of giving some, some color or some context. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, you got two very different opinions uh, from, the, from America, very different opinions. Uh, People, people on either side are going to say this is catastrophic if yeah. the other person wins. Ideologically and, uh, opposed to each other. Ideologically opposed to each other. And, I mean, every election cycle will say that this is the biggest election of our lifetime. It's the presidential election. It's, no one matters more than this. This time, I think this is different. This is really different because you know, I think we're looking at, regardless of what side of the hour you're, looking, you're, you're on or what side of the argument you're on, you're looking at two very different Americas right. moving forward after November right. of 2020. Yeah, philosophically we're different. It used to be that if you were on the left, then you liked the economic policies, maybe some of the social policies that the left represents on the right. You know, if you if, if you're on the right and the left wins, you just go, well, it's not that bad. It's not what I would prefer, but it's not that bad. We're talking about philosophical, spiritual, ideological differences. Uh, they're not even close. Right. It, it's a different country. Now, I've been, you know, pretty involved in the campaign and this show isn't me about me telling people who to vote for but uh and i won't but <laughs> and i won't but if you look up look up my bio and <laughs> follow, follow me off the, off this show you'll, you'll see where where i fall and i think it's pretty easy to figure out but i, I will say that there's a very di- there's a huge difference in the campaign strategies and yeah. in, the, in the, the likelihood of, of president trump winning a re-election despite the fear mongering that the that the mainstream media and I'll say the fake news media is putting out there. I mean, I don't see how President Trump doesn't just cl- just landslide victory in this. I mean, the the, the Biden the, the Biden now Harris campaign uh, has not even doc- knocked on one door. Uh, well, maybe America. a neighbor knocked on their maybe neighbor's neighbor. door or something. Yeah, but I mean, the Trump campaign is a grass is is a grassroots. I mean, it's like he's campaigning for the first time. He, they're out there. They've knocking <clears throat> on over a million doors per day. I live in Arizona. They've knocked on over uh, Drew Sexton, who's the the head of the the campaign in Arizona. They've knocked over on over three million doors and face to face with voters. The, in in Arizona alone, they've registered. The Trump campaign has registered 
over two over twice as many Republican voters as they did in the entire mm-hmm. 2016 campaign. They're out there going after it. It's, it. They have such a strategy. I mean, you see these, these, these aren't taglines. They have veterans for Trump, uh, blacks for Trump, his, Latinos for Trump. Uh, these are actually yeah, actual w- groups women, of people. Women for Trump, right. groups of people, yeah. tilted world workers for Trump, <laughs> like landscapers for Trump. They have like all these different demographics. I feel like they, you made the last two up. I, I maybe did, but right. I mean, I, I could be out there in the campaign being like a, uh, Latino lawn care workers of this nation's backbone, right? <laughs> but I mean, the the brilliant thing about it is these different groups are going into demographics and telling a story about what President Trump has done over the last three years, yeah. not what the campaign promises are. Right. And they're able to take policy and say, hey, in the area of Latinos for Trump or in the area of veterans for Trump, these are the policies that the president has actually done in the last three years that changes your everyday life. Right. And that's the narrative that's so much different in this election. Once people get behind the headlines of what the news says and look at policies of each candidate. And I think because of that, Joe Biden is at an extreme disadvantage and really behind the curb. And uh, if you look beyond the, the mainstream media, you know, President Trump is just landslide victory. What's been interesting to watch, and I think for those that would be Biden supporters, and there, you know, there are many, obviously, um, is to to observe the strategy. Now, we, we were just having this discussion before we started recording. Is it that the Biden campaign has kind of dropped the ball, that they have really missed the mark, or that this is part of the strategy, that their strategy is to not campaign? Their strategy is to roll the dice, create some chaos, see what the uh, what the future holds, and then deal with it on the other side of that. Uh, whichever the case, mm-hmm. if you are a Biden supporter or you are, you know, simply anti-Trump, mm-hmm. that's got to be troubling to you to to see that your guy, now your guy and your girl, <laughs> your guy and your gal, um, have bought into a strategy that says people hate the president so much, we're, yeah. we, we're going to win this thing. Yeah, I mean, and you see... Uh... The left is always in this. The Democratic Party is always in this. They pander to the minority com- communities in inner, inner cities because that's where the that's where the mass amount of people are. They right. could they could uh, <clears throat> give those electoral votes. But right now, you're seeing a, a total shift in the in the in the favorability of Donald Trump in these minority cities. I mean, D- President Trump beat Hillary Clinton with only eight percent of the black vote, and the most recent inaccurate, I believe, accurate polls show that he has thirty six percent. Of the black vote, which is crazy, and then their their defund the police movement, it, they're yeah. they're polling in the inner city black communities, and the defund the police movement, eighty one percent of inner city blacks say they don't want to defund the yeah. police. They're not on board with the Democratic Party's right. pushing forward. They're on board with law and order, with the president's pushing so, forward. What's so. interesting about all that, right, is that when you pander to a specific group of people, what you're saying is, and it's crazy. Your platform may be anti-racist, whatever. What you're saying is that group of people views the world differently than everyone else. Right. What we're learning through all of this is that every segment of our society views the world pretty much pretty like much everyone same, else. Yeah. They want their families yeah. to be safe. Mm-hmm. They want the economy to be secure. <laughs> they want to have communities that they can live in. They want to be governed well, and they want to have liberty. Yeah. That is not a, an ethnic group or a segment of society issue. These are American issues. And what we're finding mm-hmm. is that all Americans view this pretty much the same Isn't way. that the unity that we should all be after? And it's interesting I mean, uh, that the why? Democrats would say that that's not the case, yeah. even though they're trying to say that's the case. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, those who, those who would divide us by race, by 
by yeah. you know economic standards. So those who would divide us are, are not for unity, right? And uh, you know, and ultimately, or or for not for our way of life in America. Yeah. Amer- America is a nation of uh, for all the people, and uh, you know, and you know, I, I really have been bothered by seeing some of the political pandering to divide our country. Yeah. About those things. Yeah, I think it's a misstep for sure. Um, but it happens every four years. It happens every four years. This is something we go through, and it, and it gets confusing. I think this year, probably more than in my lifetime, any other election, uh, whether it's more important or less important, it is the most confusing election cycle I've ever been through. Thankfully, we have a great guest that can help us deconstruct some of this. Our guest today is Chris Salcedo of uh, the Chris Salcedo Show on Newsbacks, and great to have him with us today. Chris, thank you for joining us and helping us figure some of this out. Gentlemen, pleasure is all mine. Well, the the election, uh, Chris, is uh, obviously the, the big news right now. I have so many things I want to talk about on on the media, but it seems like the elections the elections uh, kind of suck the air out of the room, and that's all that's uh, going around the conversation. But uh, it's every I'm sure every presidential campaign you've covered a lot of them. Uh, every presidential campaign, campaign comes around and says the election of the lifetime, of our yeah. lifetime. But this one is different, right? This one is, I mean, the consequences either way, depending on what you what you believe. And the rhetoric is, is so uh, strong and there's so much uncertainty. So I, I want to I ask you this. What's at stake in an election? Depending on which side of the aisle you're on, uh, it's like the end of the world is near <laughs> if the other person wins. And uh, well, I, joke- I think, you know what? Uh, look, I got to be honest with you, Chad. This is... I think both sides recognize this is for all the marbles. Right. Uh, and when I say both yeah. sides, uh, however much is left of the conservative base of the Republican Party, uh, independents, pro-American individuals, they recognize as they see their streets burning, as they see uh, looting, as they see vandalism, as they see Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa roaming through the streets without any consequences because Democrats won't arrest them. Um, and won't stop them. And they're in turn defunding the police on the Democrat side. The American people recognize something is up here. So that's on, that's on, that's home side. Then you've got the challenges abroad. Of course, our ongoing issues with Russia, uh, the communist Chinese who have launched, in my opinion, an attack on not only the United States, but the world with the China virus. You seem to have a, uh, a, uh, uh, these sides that are gearing up saying this is for all the marbles, even though we're going to go down the road of darkness, down collectivism, socialism, and communism, or we're going to stand up for the Constitution of the United States mm. and beat back these elements who worked or are working right now to undermine the fundamental principles of this country. Uh, and you can see it right now. I mentioned mm. Black Lives Matter. I mentioned the, the communist Chinese, and I mentioned the Democrat Socialist Party. They are all ideologically in the same camp. That's why you don't see... Democrats criticizing the communist Chinese for the 167,000 deaths of their own constituents now. Not one peep of criticism for the communist Chinese, the Democrats, and not one peep of criticism for the self-avowed Marxists who are marching in our streets right now, burning down our buildings and attacking our police. That is the legacy of the Democrat Party. That's where they are right now. And then the other side, you got Donald Trump and only (laughs) – it seems <laughs> right. Donald Trump. Right. That's right. how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been on the road speaking, speaking about people getting registered to vote and how important this election is. I've been speaking of veterans policy and how crucial the November election will be to veterans policy. And I've, I've really uh, 
you know, trying to summarize my message and, and be able to speak it as clearly as I can. Uh, I've been just telling people, and I really believe this, that this is a, this is a time where the choice is, is it's a choice of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And it's just that it, it couldn't be more clearer to me. And I think, Amen. You know, one of the, uh, one of the challenges in that, and we've seen polling recently that says, you know, almost 70% or upward to 70% of voters feel like they cannot express their opinion right now. And so they're having a hard time standing up for what they believe in. And there's a lot of good reasons for that, probably. Um, one of the things that we're struggling with, though, is information. We have so much information being foisted on us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that even people who want to know the truth don't necessarily know where to go for the truth. Uh, what do you say to people who, who might say to you, I, I want to know what's going on. I want to be an informed voter. I don't want to fall into these partisan left-right things. I want to vote the issues. I just don't know where to go for truth. Where do we go for truth? I wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide, with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org to learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. Well, uh, there is no one place, and and I'm saying that as somebody who has two radio shows uh, shows and two television shows. I wouldn't say trust only the Chris Salcedo show. There's no way I can cover it. Yeah. Look, I think what Americans have to really start to understand is self-governance isn't free. Self-governance requires that you become engaged. You're not yeah. going to be able to go to one spot. You can't go to CNN for hardly any truth. You can't go to ABC, NBC, CBS, The Washington Post, The New York Times for, for truth. You can get bits and pieces here and there. But there's not going to be one spot where you're going to be able to get all the truth, right. nothing but the truth. You're going to have to be a responsible voter, and you're going to have to do your due diligence with everybody that's on that ballot. Do your due diligence about what's going on in your school board, your due diligence about what's going on in your town, your city, your state. Right. That is the best defense. Self-governance means you've got to be involved. Self-government means a responsible citizenry. And you can't have it dished up to you saying, and I, guys, I can't tell you how many times – I get emails every election cycle. Who should I vote for? Hmm. Like, how the hell should I know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. what I don't know what dish, district you're in, or it's like, <laughs> who should I vote for? Well, you've got to do this research yourself. Right. Yeah. Else you're going to get Beijing Biden. Else you're going to get Kamala Harris. Else you're going to get Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi. If yeah. you don't do your homework, then these reprobates are going to come in and take over your country, and then the people are going to say, "Gee, how did this happen?" Yeah. Well, it's because you didn't stop them. Sure. Why you had the power. Yeah. Right. 
It, I mean, it's like with the, and I don't want to go down the rabbit trail of this, but it's, you know, with the protests right now and people are, you know, really have targeted that some of these protests has really targeted the police. When uh, I think there's some things that people should be peacefully protesting about, but it's not the police, it's the civic leaders that they've elected in office that are the culprits behind these, you know, these things that are going on in their cities and the, you know, the, the injustices and inequalities that they're complaining about. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we, we talk about news and, and media, the president, I think the president called it when he first said it, people thought he was crazy or thought it was rhetoric, rhetoric that he would use the words fake news, but it's very clear and undisputable now that there is in fact fake news behind it, all the mainstream headlines. There's a bigger story that's not being told. Uh, can, well, can, can you, you discuss the idea of Can I give news? an example of that? Go for uh, it, yeah. Like, you guys know the name George Floyd, right? Yes. Uh, George Floyd had his life wrongly taken from him right. um, uh, by f- uh, corrupt police officers, and, and he is going to have his day uh, in, in, in court, that officer right. is, for the yeah. wrongful death of George Floyd. George Floyd had a criminal record, <laughs> and uh, George Floyd wrongfully died. Everybody agrees on that. Everyone has. You guys don't know the name Cannon Hennett, do you? No, no, I do not. No, you don't, because CNN doesn't want you to know the name Cannon Hennett. ABC doesn't want you to know the name Cannon Hennett. Uh, NBC, CBS, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they don't want you to, even your local newscasts who told you incessantly about George Floyd, they don't want you to know the name Cannon Hennett. Cannon Hennett is the name of a five-year-old little white boy who was outside with his sisters age seven and eight in, in North Carolina, in Wilson, North Carolina. And he was riding his bike around a 25-year-old by the name of Darius Sessoms Darius Sessoms comes up with a pistol, puts it to the little boy's head and shoots him, killing him in front of his sisters. Now, why won't your press outlets, your so-called news outlets, report on this story? Why? Oh, it goes against a narrative that they don't want to to put out there. So you're not getting news. Folks, I can tell you, when, when you have the news tailored to a political agenda, or to uh, putting out a certain message, it's no longer news. And it's if propaganda. you're going to know the name George Floyd, you should know the name Cannon Hennett, too. I mean, would you say journalism is, I've made a statement before, I think journalism is, is for the most part dead, and it's become, beyond fake, fake news, it's become propaganda. What would you say to that? No, no, no it's, it's true. The, the, the media companies that used to, to traffic in news, they used to be responsible news operations, they have denigrated into into propaganda but they're not even they're not see i i have a perspective i'm a conservative talk show host but i am up front about who i am to my audience nobody tuning into the chris salcedo show is going to be under any illusion that i'm not a conservative because i don't hide that fact but every single one i should say nearly every single one of these people who call themselves news people or journalists they're left-wing hacks yeah. And they are they lie to their audience every day by saying they're news people because they're not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where do we uh, as a country, where do we go from here? We've got the election coming up. What should people be doing that they're not doing? Um, you know, we started off by saying what's at stake. There's a lot at stake. What should people be doing that they're not doing right now? Well, first off, I think, number one, you got to vote for Trump. And that is not and I don't say that to be flippant. I don't say that to be a cult of personality. I stopped. <laughs> looking at the personalities of politicians a long time ago. Yeah. You got to go with who delivers and Donald Trump has delivered. Yeah. So based on his delivering on policies, you vote for Donald Trump. And then 
Here's what I can say. I know what the problem in the United States of America is. The problem is the Democrat Socialist Party. I can't say for certain the Republicans are the solution. I can't definitively tell you the Republican Party is the solution to that problem because you're going to have to go out and research what these Republicans actually do. There is a certain segment of Republicans, guys, and I've written about this at the reactionary times. The Republican Party has arrayed itself in the last 30 or 40 years to normalizing the deviant behavior of the Democrats. They don't stand as an opposition party. They're just out there to mitigate the left-wing extremism of the Democrats, pamp them on the on the little pump them the little bum bums and say, oh, it's okay, be a Democrat socialist, pull for our enemies, root for our enemies, enable our enemies, whether they be domestic or foreign. Yeah. And and we the Republicans are going to cover for you. Right. Those types of Republicans are not the solution. So you're going to have to investigate their voting records. You're going to have to see what they stand for if they stand at all against this onslaught that is taking over our streets, taking over our foreign policy. What issues should people be considering that they're not considering right now? You know, there's a thousand things, and they're all the most important thing. Right. <laughs> they're being pushed at us. Uh, what should people in the next two and a half months or whatever it is be looking at? What issues should they be focused on that they're probably not as focused uh, necessarily on as they should be? The threat of communist China, number one. First and foremost, the threat of communist China mm-hmm. and the threat from your own government not balancing the books. Yeah. there is a There is a debt bomb that is that is set to go off. There are no responsible leaders in Washington, D.C. You got to put the president in this boat as well. Nobody's paying attention to it. And because our elected leaders have been allowed for so many decades to do the bare minimum, to only focus on the next election, when an actual emergency hit us, we were not ready. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Man, Chris, we could talk about this all day. Um, yeah. Appreciate what you do and, and continue continue to do. Where can people who are not following you now follow you, listen to your show, watch your show, uh, read what you've written? Easiest way to go is chrissalcedo.com, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O.com. You'll find the WBAP show, the KSEV show on radio, and the Newsmax TV shows. The schedules are all right there. My book yeah. is there, too. It's kind of science fiction meets conservatism, which is two of my favorite things. Yep. So there you go. Um, that's the quickest way to do it. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming Gentlemen, on, Chris. Thank you, for every, thank you for everything you guys have done. Thank you. All right. Look forward to being back on with you, too. Yes, sir. As we try to clarify so many of these issues, there are three very important things that Chris said, and I want to bring those to you. Here is your situation report. Number one, this may be the most important thing that he said. Self-government is not easy. Self-government is not easy. We look at all the news that we're being fed and all the information that we're being given. We have to do our own homework. We have to become, this is the second point, self-informed. We have to be informed personally because self-government is not easy. What that means is that we have to do our own homework. And, And Chris, you know, gave specific examples. Know what's going on in the school board, in your community. Know what's happening um, in your community leaders and your city council members on up to the national politics. Uh, we, we need to be informed personally. That's where it has to begin. That's what carries us forward. And we have to understand then what is at stake in this and every election. And then because we are informed personally, vote our conscience. There is a path forward, but we have to take, as in so many other areas, personal responsibility. And that is your situation report. Again, another wonderful conversation and look forward to uh, the next time we're together. Thank you.
We've had the privilege of serving more than 4,000 people through one of our week-long programs. There are a lot of other opportunities we have to speak to those men and women who have served, but uh, more than 4,000 have come through one of our programs, and so many have, ha- have found hope and healing and direction and purpose. And uh, I'd love to sit here and tell you their stories, but it's better if you can listen to their stories. So we wanted to share some of those with you now. Hey, my name's uh, Chris Powell uh, from Louisiana. Um, basically got here um, to Mighty Oaks uh, from a, fam- uh, a friend from the church um, that reached out to me. Uh, knowing that I was going through some problems uh, at the time and over the past years, been going through the same problems. Uh, going through a few things from um, my tour to Afghanistan in 2011 and 12, um, and then previous from losing my brother in Iraq. Uh, so this program definitely helped me, and I would suggest that anybody that's, that's thinking about this program or wants to know about this program um, should have information on the website and on Facebook. Um, obviously, this program is changing a lot of lives. Every program that they have, uh, it's definitely changed mine, and I'm a proven example of that. We live in a country with nearly 23 million veterans. Sadly, many of those who have served come home carrying the invisible scars of war. With 22 veteran suicides each day, these men and women often live in despair. Mighty Oaks Warrior Programs challenges these warriors to pursue a purpose beyond their service. By acknowledging the difficulties they face, we equip them to embrace a bright future. There is a solution to the brokenness experienced by so many. For more information or to be a part of that solution, visit us at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.